just one dude. Now recording. It's just one dude with the subs. Yep. That that is just just all around town. Yeah, he drives um like a 2014 Dodge uh Charger. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, did his car get recalled? Aw, oh, damn, that's no fun. Hi! <laughs> Welcome, episode 101. Today is Saturday the 5th, but you're probably listening to this on Monday the 7th. Welcome to November. Oh, it's Should Christmas season. Should we elaborate Not on yet. that? Hold on, you just skipped over Thanksgiving altogether, man. How disrespectful. You know, cool. last last episode was a little bit of anomaly, you know? We had a little bit of a fun time, you know. Tried to change things up, you know. Yeah, we uh, uh, what did we do that was weird? I don't. Uh, I don't know oh. either, man. Dodge crate engines. No, uh, talk to you date. What is the date today? I don't know anymore. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fifth. Okay. Uh, when are they going to be listening to it? The 7th. Thank you. Okay, Dodge Creighton. <laughs> um, so, Dodge has revealed some little updates they're releasing to their crate engine line, as well as some new crate engines. So, they have, first, the update to the Elephant. It's getting 100 more horsepower, maybe a bit more. They kind of said it's 1,100 plus, so who knows where that actually ends up being. All we know is it's still a really powerful supercharged V8, which is on brand for Dodge. And along with uh, that, we have two new crate engines, although they're technically just one, but two different versions. Uh, it's the Hurricrate, which is an inline six. Uh, I didn't actually bother to check if it was twin turbocharged or supercharged or whatever, but uh, the <laughs> the Hurricrate Cat 1, or Category 1, uh, wow. makes 420 horsepower. Yeah, Dodge is really great with the naming. Um, and the Cat 3 makes 550 horsepower. They are twin turbo. Um, just confirmed. And, of course, they make that extra horsepower just by turning the boost up a bit. Which means, honestly, if you're buying these as a crate engine, you should probably just do that yourself and buy the cheaper one. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Supposedly, sorry, one last thing. Supposedly, there's another version of the Hurricrate coming soon called the Cat X, which <clears throat> they are shooting for somewhere about 1,500 horsepower with an aluminum block and heads. Uh, it's specifically aimed at drag cars, although I don't know if Dodge will actually do this. It seems kind of a strange thing for them to do. <laughs> So, Zeker. Zeker is, as if you were done, right? Yeah. Zeker, as we all know, is the favorite uh, Chinese electric car company. Of course, Zeker being an acronym that stands for Xinjiang Geely Holding Group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. They have announced a new van called the Z Double Now, this packs either a... Uh, 116 or 140 kilowatt hour battery with dual motor setup uh, produces uh, 536 horsepower, 505 pound feet of torque. 
Notice the ore. Uh, the 16 kilowatt hour provides uh, a 436 miles range and upgrading uh, the, to a massive 140 kilowatt hour brings in a bashful, blunt 511 miles of range. Did you say this was a van? Yes, yeah, a van. That's a lot of range for a van. Yeah, I know. It's really impressive. It's also a really ugly van. It's kind of why I picked the article. The I mean, 116 yeah. kilowatt hour version... Uh, we'll start at uh, just under $70,000 at $680,450. At current exchange rates, of course, uh, and 140 kilowatt hour 009 will cost right around $80,660. Just to be clear, this is for the Chinese market, right? Yeah. It's Chinese. just a really ugly car, in my opinion. Like, hilariously bad. Why are they so expensive? The car? Uh, yeah, it seems like really expensive for the Chinese market. They're usually a bit cheaper. Uh, I would say if this was U.S. market, I'd say it's a little under what they could be pricing for it. I mean, yeah, but the Chinese market's notorious for having really uh, cheap ripoffs, so I don't know. But if you were listening when I gave the acronym of this company, you call it Geely, which means that it is the company that owns both low did I? Okay, my green thing wasn't lighting up, so I didn't. You kind of cut out a bit. You're. Oh. <laughs> Where did I. Alright, well. Anyway, so this van is owned by meaning Volvo Polestar, Polestar Lotus. Uh, this van could theoretically end up in the US under one of those brands or some other brand. It's unlikely. But not impossible. Uh, it's definitely it's a very really ugly van. Which will, yeah, I don't know. It's just anyway, the 2023 Honda Civic Type R. Oh, also, you know, it was SEMA this weekend. Yeah, we I don't might care just about jump SEMA, though. <laughs> Who cares about SEMA, man? Uh, so, so yeah, all, we, all our stories are from. We've talked about the Type R for. I believe a few times already, but if you don't remember, it's a 310 horsepower, uh, turbocharged inline four, uh, two liter inline four specifically. Uh, only comes in a six speed manual because that's the only way to drive your Honda Civic. Um, and we have finally pricing released for it. It's going to be $43,990 plus a $1,095 delivery fee or destination charge is what it's technically called, bringing total to about $45,000. So, you know, it's actually fairly reasonably priced in my opinion. Um, I, I, it's hard to say for sure though, because... Yeah. It, it is. It's actually very similarly priced to um, the Corolla, the GR Corolla. So that's actually a very similar car, about the same horsepower. Again, comes in manual as standard. Uh, and of course, both from the JDM market. So it makes sense. Uh, although. Yes, thank you. That was Ross Chastain is a NASCAR driver whose uh, first race was back in 2017, but his first full season was 
uh, like 2018, but his first full season that was competitive was last year. Um, and he's already or, making or moves it. with it. He had his first career win this year, and he managed to get himself up into uh, the playoffs. Yes, NASCAR's playoffs. It's stupid. Uh, with perhaps what is one of the most amazing moves ever in motorsport. So in, uh, in what uh, his race engineer referred to as the transfer, he, at some track, I don't know, I didn't write that, uh, went a lot, uh, during the last, literally the last corner of the race, last half the lap of the race, because it's two corners, mm -hmm. um, instead of braking and taking the racing line, he, he went towards the wall and sped up and used the wall to turn himself. He did what's known as, as a, uh, an expert technique known as the wall ride, you know? <laughs> he, did, he did what is called how I used to grind money on 46 with exactly. up 40s Mercury. It's a very well-known technique amongst sim racing and enthusiast racing game communities. Yes. However, I don't uh, think I've uh, ever seen NASCAR has anyone uh, all but banned it recently. Uh, <laughs> it, it will probably go down in history as one of the greatest moves ever in motorsport. Absolutely insane. Yes. Mad lad type beat. I, I think that, man, there's this thing in motorsport where, like, I like to call it the, uh, hold on, give me a second, I'm gonna sneeze. No. I like to, what I like to call it is the, um, the, uh, the golden ass, and we curse now on this podcast because I've given up on that. The goal, when you have a golden ass, it means you've essentially got your seat until you were, uh, it's why Kimmy basically never left F1. I would say Vettel has that. I'd say Max has that. I'd say Hamilton has that. I think even though this man had just has like two wins under his belt, I would venture to say he has earned himself a golden ass in NASCAR, meaning that he will not be dropped by any team until he retires. Yeah. I don't know about that one, but if you uh, insist. Have I ever told you my theory of golden asses? No, and I don't care to hear them. Motorsport. <laughs> the European Union has banned the sale of gasoline and diesel cars by 2035. Now, of course, we've been expecting this for quite a while, uh, although it's still sad to see it actually happen. Uh, but it's critically, a, it's a bittersweet, I would say, because critically, it's, it's something that needs to be done. But it does not ban the use of combustion renewable fuels, which is a very good thing. Yes, uh, because there is still development in that area, and it sh could pr prove fruitful. Although I don't actually know. Uh, anyway, well, it is yet to be seen. Yes, yet to be seen. But Porsche is really uh, well. A few companies are really, really, really want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of really want to do it, y'all know ta Takata airbags, the people that make the best airbags in the world. Well, wow. uh. If you drive a 2005 to 2010 Dodge Challenger Charger, you you have been ordered by Stellantis to stop driving your car in the airbag. About that right. is all. You know what else is all? The Ford Fiesta. It's over. The production of the Ford Fiesta will be ending in 2023, and it will be the final model year. Uh, I don't think anybody's actually that sad about this. My nose is going absolutely insane. 
Yeah. But the Fiesta's gone? Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because the Puma is still there. So, like, if well, you want to... Well, not in America. Yeah, it will but be. You're kidding. It's been here... No, well, yes. It's... I think they're... I think it's coming. They teased it in a video. The EV version of it. I don't... I don't know, to be honest. Ford is mysterious in their ways. But I have a feeling the Puma's coming. No, you the wouldn't. Puma's such a goofy-looking car. It is. It is. Anyway. It's a, in, in quoting Garbage Time, a proper nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a proper nugget, so the Dodge Challenger... Uh, fuck, I already messed it up. The Dodge Charger Daytona is the new electric car, muscle car, the first electric muscle car to save the world. Anyways, so let's see. Dodge revealed... A few new Q Q. My brain is actually actively falling apart. Is yes. uh, a, a few new uh, interesting details about the car, like that there's a uh, new high-end version going to be called the SRT Banshee, which I think they vaguely teased, but we know a bit more stuff about it. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. I need to start with the uh, line with the full lineup. Like the 340 badged base model, uh, which produces 455 horsepower, and a second tier that produce the 440 badged model producing 590 horsepower. Now you're probably going, wow, uh, th- those are some interesting numbers. But the a they're not related to um, uh, the the badge numbers, which to that, I have to say, you're right. Well, the reason the badge numbers are the way they are, and then B, uh, those are awfully low numbers uh, for a car of this caliber. Well, one, the Banshee's coming. That's going to be even higher, maybe. Two, yeah, no, I'm just disappointed. I don't know. I expected 455 base, um, but 590 for the second here, I expected uh, better Dodge. Dodge are a bunch of commie bastards. These numbers are kilowatts. Oh. <laughs> when you convert these horsepower numbers to kilowatts, that's what you get. You go back to Europe. <laughs> we don't want your crappy units here. I didn't even know horsepower was an imperial measurement. I thought it was a universal measurement. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, horsepower is a unit of pounds, feet, and seconds. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um, Anyway, so this rumored SRT Banshee, which may or may not be coming to Dodge, asked about it. Dodge said we neither confirm or deny the existence of the SRT Banshee should it it exist or not, or something stupid like that, Uh, that uses 800-volt electrical system versus the... 400 volt set up in the lower models, uh, but any sort of power output is yet to be announced. The Banshee will also offer direct connection upgrades. You can use your imagination to figure out what that means. Uh, the upgraded models will feature a crystal key. You can use your imagination Jesus to Christ. figure out what that key will look like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what is Dodge even doing, man? <laughs> Uh, assuming the Banshee comes up before uh, Stellantis cancels the burn, uh, Dodge will also use the SEMA show to get, 
The feedback from attendees on the concepts of Frisonic chambered exhaust system, which Dodge says boosts a hum of electric motors uh, up to a deafening 226 decibels. And then that last note there is in the wrong spot again. So uh, I just want to make a quick mention that 126 decibels is actually deafening. Like, oh, yeah. Really. No, uh, um, I don't quite honestly believe Dodge when they say this. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I believe Manowar, the power metal band that holds the record for loudest concert ever at 138. Yeah, but also... Um, that's a that's a rock concert. Most rock concerts are below that number. Yeah. <laughs> I think the loudest average over the course of a uh, over the course of a uh, I don't know why I used to know this, but over the course of a tour was a uh, deep. Wait, is it deep purple? I deep forget. Deep purple. Yeah. Yeah, deep purple at one seventeen. Yeah. Averaged over a tour. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> And this is lot so this is louder than an average deep purple concert. Yeah. I don't know what I, I don't I also they didn't specify what distance this is measured at. So like I don't even know well, if it's like there can be a lot of things. If it's your head is right next to it, that means like silent. If it's if it it's could across also, a stadium, then that's like, you know, illegal. It could, also, it could also be like in like the outlet of wherever the sound is coming out of, in which case this is like actually kinda quiet. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the BMW new class will have a concept based on the platform revealed at CES 2023. I uh, hope you all heard that. Yeah. Well, speaking of SEMA, uh, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and Honda all busted out their brand new UTVs uh, at SEMA, and there's some very interesting ones. You should go look at the link in the description. I don't know; they look funny, but I don't. I don't exactly know how to. What is that? Exactly right. Literally, click on the link. What is that? (laughs) That's a CD on suspension. (laughs) Some people shouldn't be allowed to go to SEMA and. That is most people, to be honest. Anyway, uh, Nissan. There's one. No. uh, Scroll down further. Yeah, there's some normal ones for a bit, but then there's there's this one that's like, it's got some weird looking tires. Mm, No, I saw the one that had jet skis for tires. (laughs) That one's a Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see the one with the stupid turbo on it too. <laughs> anyway, most of these yeah, are go, people. Go, go look at those pictures. You'll you'll Please don't. find enjoyment. Nissan is selling the same GTR they unveiled fourteen years ago. Why are you doing this? Um. But anyway, the base model is again one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, the same price as twenty twenty one, and the Nismo model is two hundred and twelve thousand dollars, again the same price as twenty twenty one. You're probably wondering why we're comparing it to twenty twenty one. That's because Nissan stopped selling this car in twenty twenty two, and we were hoping to never see it again. 
or maybe another generation of it, not the same exact car. But no. Will, will we be on R36? Would that it, be the next one? Yeah. It's the okay. same car that they've been selling for the past 14 years and haven't changed a damn thing about it. Uh, oh, and by the way, hey, if, you're wondering, see, Peter. if you're wondering what you get for that upgraded $100,000 Nismo package, um, I have no clue because you only get 35 more horsepower. And... I know carbon doesn't cost that much. It costs a lot, but not $100,000. So, uh, I have no clue, to be honest. <laughs> seems like a waste of $100,000 to even buy one. It seems like a waste of another 100000 to buy the Nismo package. I, I, don't, I don't know what Nissan's thinking. Just, just give up, please. Speaking of a waste of an upgrade package... <laughs> Oh dear! Edgy jokes only. Uh, but no, that's um, as as you guys know, that's our running joke. Where we say, uh, speaking of, and then some, and then we talk about something that has just said. Yep. So women. Yep. <laughs> yep. Had to do Put it. that long emphasis on, and then just so women. You had to do it to him. Um. So some people up in Sweden decided a Euro NCAP and the NHTSA, they do a lot of crash testing, but uh, their crash testing uh, involves only male dummies and dummies that are within a very close percentile to the male body, but a significant female. I didn't write down the numbers because I figured no one would care. But, I'm not uh, even sure that's true, by the way. <laughs> no, it had, it had numbers. I just was like, and no one's going to care what the actual numbers are, but there if you want to look at them. Um, oh, they made them fat. <laughs> oh, is that what they did? <laughs> oh, okay, I figured it out. Anyway, so, yeah, you can be quiet now. <laughs> Listen, we, only get one, we only get one kind of edgy joke a podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is um, whether or not you think that this is actually helpful, it is genuinely a fact that I what was it seventy three percent more likely for women to get injured in an accident. Uh, I think that was the number yeah, they gave the more is. important one. Anyways, the number. So, at least in that respect, it is, you know, there is more to be done there, and it is, I don't know, it's, uh, jokes aside, of which there are many to be made, uh, it is, uh, relatively cool, and, uh, you know, just not to those Swedes always thinking about the safety for not just the men, but everyone. And on that relatively positive, positive note, uh, unless you are you still fact checking these numbers? I'm not fact checking anything. I'm just looking at. Uh, them. Can you? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just cut it. Just, 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 just hit the stop button. I can't. 